Hey guys, before we start our, our latest Cinematics episode, I have a quick interview with actress Nicole Bihari. She stars in the new film, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Very interesting movie, powered by really good performances by Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown. Very showy performances. And yeah, if you've ever been part of any kind of church community, especially the Southern Baptist community, you might really enjoy this movie. I, I enjoy the performances in it as well as Nicole Bahari. Minor complaint, though. I wish there was more of Nicole. She plays a, a rival in this, this couple. This couple, they're trying to actually save their their church and their community, but due to a scandal, Sterling K. Brown is the pastor who's been disgraced because of, pre, of a really big scandal, and Regina Hall is his wife, and she's trying to pick up the pieces, and she's pretty much the rock of this power couple, this power couple, um, Southern Baptist couple. And before, they, they used to have a real big community, but now... Be, Rocked by scandal, they're trying to get back and and actually honk for Jesus. It's honk for Jesus because towards a, a very pivotal part of the movie, this is not a spoiler. They actually are on the side of the road holding up just signs saying honk for Jesus, and they're trying to get their community back. And again, Nicole Bahari is in this four minute interview. I was not able to ask questions though about her latest film, another film that she's in called Breaking with John Boyega. Now, if you haven't seen her or John Boyega in Breaking and Michael K. Williams is also in in this movie. Very fantastic movie. It's one of my favorites this year as far as performances go. I hope Boyega gets actually some kind of Oscar or Independent Spirit Award nomination for, from this. I, I think it's going to be a really big movie come awards time. And Nicole Bahari, she's fantastic in this movie as well. So anyways, I'm going to start off this thing after my long-winded intro, I'm gonna you're gonna actually hear about four minutes of my interview with Bahari, and then we're gonna just jump right into Bruce Perky and Eric Holmes talking about the first two weeks of movies for cinematics. What are some of the movies you should watch on the week of September second and the week of September 9th? Anderson and I, uh, Anderson will be back middle of the month. We are covering the year 1977, so that's for our Patreon members. And that's it. I'm going to shut up now. Nicole Bahari, and then a new episode of Cinematics. Thank you guys again for listening and all the support. All right, bye. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Hi, Greg. How are you doing? Uh, right off the bat, you know, I, I really love Breaking, and I love this movie as well. What has this time been like for you? Obviously, we've been through a lot the last couple of years, but what is it like to have just two quality projects right on the horizon? Wow. Ah, it's cool. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing. I feel really blessed. Um yeah, it, it it feels like a really special uh, moment right now. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, speaking of moments, did you do a lot of research for this project? Because it, this Southern Baptist culture is something that's very diverse and multi-layered. So I'm I'm wondering if you had knowledge of the universe before taking on the project, or did you actually immerse yourself in the world while shooting? Somewhat. I mean, it was during the pandemic, so there weren't a lot of in-person services happening, but I was able to attend some virtual services. And then I had a lot of conversation with Adama, the writer and um, director, about the way that the character should be leaning and found some examples online. And I, I attended virtual service. Um, and then growing up, I did attend, you know, church in the South here and there a mega church or two, but I can't necessarily speak to um, what happened behind the scenes being exactly what, what we're depe- uh, depicting necessarily. But uh, yeah, I, ha- I have a little bit of a relationship with, with that. I do want to say this. Um, one of the things that I think we all have this like 
love hate relationship with like leadership and inspiration, whether it's like the church or uh, life coaches and all like these people who like show this perfect mask or facade. And I, I, I'm really fascinated about seeing what's behind that. You know what I mean? And I think that they do that really well with a little bit of fun so that it's not too painful and not like on the nose. That makes sense. I, this will be hard for you to answer, but just um, big picture. What's it like just collaborating with the Igbo sisters and what they've accomplished on a cinematic level must be, must mean a lot to you on a personal and creative level as well. So. I think that they're going to take over. I mean, this, this is, if this is a first feature, what's next, you know? Yeah. 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 My final question before I let you go is, you know, I was looking at your IG feed. You have a real reverence and respect for the past. And so I can't wait to ask you this question about right off the top of your head. Can you name one of your all time favorite films? And what is it? (gasps) Sorry. And what is it about this movie that really speaks to you today? Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm, why is that what's coming up? It it has uh, uh, right now, the first thing that's coming up is um, mirror. It's, it's Tarkovsky. Wow. Yeah. What, what is it about Tarkovsky in Mirror that speaks? That's amazing. I know, props, like, what? props to you on that. What is it about that narrative? Before we I go love stillness. I love the smoke. I love all the. He works with um, a number of different textures in every frame. Elements like natural elements, smoke, water. Uh, it's something I feel like filmmaking. When people think about the frame like that, story too, but just it's all the aspects of art, sound, and I love it. And as you're leaving, just very quickly, is there a key for you as an actor, just in staying in the moment, just watching these two films, you just really seem locked into your performances. Is there a key or is it, or it depends from project to project? Staying in the moment. Yeah. Now, now is all we got. It's like to, the next moment is in process. So I'm like, it's, it's not promised though. Like I try to be here and now. And I think especially with acting with such wonderful people, you kind of relish what they're doing. You know, some of it is just listening and reacting to these fantastic people I get to be on the screen with. Okay. Thank you so much, Nicole, for your time and props to that Tarkovsky shout, shout out. Amazing. Oh, so funny. <laughs> I'm That's like, funny. why is that? that? That does not match with Hong Kong, but you know, it's what it is. Pleasure. Yeah, Pleasure. Thank you. Hey everyone. It's another episode of cinematics. I was going to ask you, buddy, Bruce Porky, what number of cinematics we're on right now, but it's not your job to know. Eric, do, Bruce, do you guys know what episode of Cinematics this is for us? Do you guys have any idea? Um, no. No? No? How about this? Bruce, why don't you tell me, what do you love about Anderson the most while while I, I tap dance my way into finding out the, the episode of this? is? I love most when he actually acknowledged that RRR was the most spectacular action movie he's seen since Fury Road. That's what I like the most. I still have not seen RRR. Eric Holmes, have you seen RRR, Triple R, whatever you call it? Have you seen this movie yet, Eric Holmes, yet on Netflix? Have you? No, I, no, I have not. But I, I'm pretty sure um, after episode 159, which I believe we're recording now, <laughs> um, maybe <laughs> by you, episode Eric. 160, I will have seen it by then. Okay. You know, also a little bit of a self-promotion. Eric Holmes is really hard at work doing interviews, doing interviews, like interviewing, but he was, he's interviewing. So he just really interviewed some people. Who did you interview while you're drinking your apple juice on, on find your, find your film glassware? There's a family show. There's yeah, apple I don't juice. know if you know this about me. I'm pretty much like as good as a guy from Hot Ones, but <laughs> I do it without the, without the hot sauce. No, that's, that's uh, I interviewed the filmmakers of Our American Family. 
and uh, Sean O'Grady and Haley Adelman. Um, and it was a pretty fun interview. It was pretty good times and it's pretty good documentary too. So I would check it out. It's not the, it's not the typical bummer addiction documentary you think you'd watch, but it's got a lot of good stuff in it. Yes. This is our American family. It's the documentary. Again, the directors are Haley Adelman and Sean King O'Grady. These are the two filmmakers that Eric Holmes recently interviewed that it's on our find your film podcast podcast feed. That is, and you can check it out. Actually, it's New York and L.A. September 2nd. We'll be previewing what comes out this Friday, September 2nd in, in a GIF in a bit. But it's only New York and L.A. for Friday. But most of you will be able to check out this movie, which our American family centers on a family in Philadelphia. They're dealing with generational addiction. And you get to see through the lens of how this one of the daughters is really in, in a desperate straits. Her name's Nicole. And you get to see her journey in trying to actually get straight she, she's she has a she has like a daughter who's like maybe three or four years old maybe actually two or three years old and you get to see how she will she by the end of this documentary will she actually get clean kick the habit or not or you know what i'm saying all these things but really it's about the family our american family it's a very interesting film you get to really learn the intricacies of this family unit they're all likable bruce did you find this philadelphia family interesting to watch as a documentary as just a story Absolutely. Uh, they're very engaging and it, it's great to have that kind of um, really in the family dynamic long enough to see the ups and downs and to see them when they're just kind of getting along really well and when they're getting along really terribly. And uh, it allows you to kind of really, I guess, engage with the story very, very strongly because you you kind of get invested at that point. Yeah. And Eric, you're, you just stumbled across this documentary. Which, did it surprise you as far as it's the way it was handled? And you Yeah, because yeah, uh, going in, I was like, uh, I mean, I, I always, uh, I'm always interested like, in uh, stuff like this, you know, having friends. I, I think a lot of us had know people that have struggled with addiction. So it's always good to watch stuff like this to maybe see if there's anything you can glean from it. But at the same time, it's like, Oh, I'm going to, I got to strap in for a bummer here. And it wasn't, it wasn't at all. Like there were, there were scenes, you know, certain parts that got there, but for the most part, it was, uh, you're just following a really, uh, charming family that's, uh, just going through some stuff and they, you know, they go through it. But it, it was, it was, uh, it, it's weird to say it was kind of a fun watch for a lot of it. And it was kind of, uh, kind of sad and frustrating at other parts. But that's, you know, that's kind of what they were going for, I guess. Again, Our American Family, this documentary is available September 6th on Video On Demand. That's one of the films that we just recently previewed on September 2nd. Before we get to previews of September 2nd and September 9th, I'm just going to throw an audible right now to Bruce Perky from the last couple of weeks, maybe from the last month, Bruce. I'm putting you on the spot. For our Cinematics listeners, what is one movie recommendation? What's that number one with a bullet for you just right off the top of your head that people should watch maybe on the st- respective streaming services or, uh, I don't know, pay for it? I don't know. I would say, uh, well, there's a lot of good stuff that came out, but I would say of the things that we brought up in our version of cinematics in our episode of the two, um, I think Emily the Criminal kind of turned out to be kind of a really surprising and awesome movie that we just almost threw out there as a maybe, and it ended up being great. So let's say I have no idea what Emily the Criminal is about. And I just, you know, I'm, I really enjoy this movie. But if someone asks you, Bruce, do I need to be a fan 
of Aubrey Plaza to enjoy Emily the Criminal. Because for me, you one does not have to feed the other. No, I don't think so. I think this is a really engaging story on its own. But if you aren't a fan or don't know she is, or if you're actually not a fan, I think this might make you a fan. Because I think that she uh, kind of plays a sort of – it's sort of like her character, but she's also absolutely engaging in ways that she hasn't necessarily been a lot before. So it's great. They, who, who are these people you're talking about that's not fans of Aubrey Plaza? I mean <laughs> – Those <laughs> exist? January 6th, I think they were – you know, they weren't watching movies. They were doing other stuff. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. I love that. I'm going to cut that one out. Thank you, Bruce. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I always say I'm going to cut things out. I'm not, I, Eric spoiled a couple of things, but he actually didn't for our Find Your Film podcast. I'm not cutting it out, and I'm not cutting that out as well, but I'm not going to cut this out either. Emily the Criminal, Eric Holmes, do you echo Bruce's sentiment regarding see this movie? Oh, yes. Yeah, that, that movie's incredibly satisfying, just watching her uh, just, you know, kind of take it from people that's, you know, uh, the bosses or whatever that are kind of higher on the food chain than her. She takes it for a little bit. And then I'm just watching going, you, you just want to, and then, uh, you know, Aubrey flips her plaza on and then just goes, <laughs> goes ham on them. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, go, go get them. And so that there was a, there was a, quite a bit of that in Emily, the criminal. And I, yeah, it was just incredibly satisfying to watch. And yeah, it was good stuff. Very good stuff, Eric. And I hope, I'm really praying that Emily the Criminal Come Awards time is not shuffled under the door and ignored because you know, whether it's an Independent Spirit Award or maybe even an Oscar nomination, Aubrey Plaza is fantastic in this film. As of, as of this recording, it's available to rent on DirecTV at channel 125. Who knows? Maybe down the road it'll be available in more streaming outlets. Definitely when it's available, check out Emily the Criminal. As far as recent movies to watch or that's out there right now, 3,000 Years of Longing, Eric Holmes, you recently saw it. I saw it a couple of weeks ago and I mentioned to Anderson how disappointed I was with this movie directed by George Miller starring Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton, an epic movie which epically bored the you-know-what out of me. I gave it two stars. Eric Holmes, your th- your thoughts on 3,000 Years stars. of Longing? Yeah. Two stars. That's uh, that's low for you, Greg. That's very low. That's very low. Um, I am not at two stars. Um, I'm I'm much higher than two stars. I, I was... That I was digging this movie. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering if a lot of it... Because I have heard some bad things about it, um, yeah. especially from, from you before going in. I was like, oh, no, oh, no. And then I watched it. Are like, you reviewing what? Fury Road right now, or what? What do you, you what do you are you reviewing this? What no, you, no, I'm oh. reviewing Three Thousand Years of Longing, the new okay. George Miller movie uh, okay. about All a right. uh, genie. Uh, you to watch Idris Elba with his shirt off most of the time. And oh, it's got okay. It's got that nice, uh, dark yet uh, golden glowing skin. And uh, Eric Eric Holmes is wearing a Greg Slick shirt. That's on our Find Your yeah. Film website. Thank you very much. It's very good. Idris Elba. Almost as uh, sexy as Greg Slick. Not okay. quite, but, you know, he might Thank get there you. someday. Um, <laughs> but, you. uh, <laughs> never mind. I, I was thinking of a conversation Bruce and I had about a, yeah. <laughs> a loincloth. But, no, <laughs> no. This is a clean show. This is cinematics. No, no, no we, we won't go there. Um, <laughs> Very <but> good. <laughs> so, um, it, it starts off with Tilda Swinton and she's like a, like a scholar professor, and, right? Yeah, and she she gets a little a little glass bottle, 
and starts cleaning it and Idris Elba, the genie comes out or the gin comes out. The gin, yeah. And uh, he's like, uh, he's like, you don't need to be afraid of me or, you know, I, I'm going to grant you three wishes. Here are the rules. You can't wish for unlimited wishes, blah, 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 blah. You can't, you know, um, basically sets the guidelines for the three wishes. Um, and Tilda Swinton's like, uh, yeah, I've, I, I've heard these stories before and they don't turn out well. <laughs> one i don't trust you two i ain't making one wish and three you can get, you can miss me with all that stuff and then he starts uh three wishes and he starts telling three stories of the three times that he's been trapped in the bottle and each story is uh, uh, this almost works as a uh um what do you call it anthology film uh almost like uh almost like george miller doing his own uh genie anthology and i think it works pretty good is a uh, kind of a morality tale because each different one, you know, is, is just uh, someone getting their, uh, you know, the gin uh, with whoever he is at that point and how they, uh, their downfall comes through their own hubris or whatever it is. And then it turns into, I, I wasn't expecting this, but it turns into a love story, like a romance. Yeah. And then I started thinking about the previous, I started thinking about the the three stories and it's almost as if a new couple gets together and they start recounting their exes. Well, this is why this one didn't work. And this is why this one didn't work. And this is why this one didn't work. And perhaps um, knowing the mistakes of our past, uh, we can make it go with this one. And then I started thinking of that. And then, um, you know, the, the 3000 years of longing, you know, the, uh, the story of the genie, like being stuck in the bottle, um, like all that stuff kind of added that timelessness to it. Uh, kind of like, uh, I don't want to compare this to a ghost story cause there's nothing like a ghost story, but it has that same bit. If you've seen a ghost story where it, it, um, there's like a long span of time. And that, that stuff kind of captures my imagination in strange ways. And like, just the idea of uh, when uh, she's like, what's it like being in a bottle? And this is a part of the movie where they don't explain it because what's in your head is much more crazy than what you could uh, write, but they didn't shy away from that. They're like, no, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have you describe what it's like being in the bottle. And it's like, Oh, that seems like it sucks. Oh, I'm, <laughs> And so, yeah, um, each, each little story and, uh, and the, uh, philosophical conversation they had, uh, between each story, I was all, all in on this one. I really uh, love this movie quite a bit. Glad you loved it. What is your rating on 3000 years of longing? Uh, I don't quite want to go, uh, over six out of five stars, but I, I, huh. Five? I'll, probably go four, I'll probably go four and a half. And I think if I watch this one more, I'll probably like this more because there is so much like little details and stuff going on. And that, on top of that, I didn't even mention there's like, uh, you know, there's obviously CGI stuff, but there's also a bunch of practical effects that they use in this. Um, and they kind of mix them around. And uh, they like just on a filmmaking standpoint, there's a bunch of really cool stuff going on. Um, but yeah, 4.5 stars now. I think this one might climb if I watch it more. 
Very cool. That is Eric's review for 3,000 Years of Long. Thank you for seeing this, Eric. Four and a half stars for him. And you know what? I gave this movie two stars. When uh, Actually, when I saw it, when I first saw it, I kind of liked it. I gave it three stars. But then I, as I'm driving back home, the stars started to dip even more. And I again, I ended up, when I talked to Anderson, I wonder what Anderson, has Anderson reviewed this on the film? Well, would it really yeah, be interesting? Yeah. Well, did he love it? Uh, I, I think he, I think he generally liked it. I don't mm. think, I, I don't, pretty sure he didn't love it as much as I did. Oh, um, cool. But Very I'm cool. guessing that he's kind of in between me and you. Okay, so I was look. I'm going to change my rating on Three Thousand Years of Longing. Instead Up to four stars. Yeah, you know what? Because <laughs> you were so persuasive, and I was re- realizing about the different stories that are in this movie with a gin, and it's really connecting about love from the past and actually enjoying the present. And we have such great stars like Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba. Two stars is I don't I don't know. It's not an appropriate rating for Three Thousand Years of Longing. I'm going to give Three Thousand Years of Longing minus three thousand stars <laughs> because I really did not like this movie. I'm giving it minus three thousand stars from Greg Four Star Greg. Okay, that is my rating on Three Thousand Years of Longing. I can't wait see, to the, see. The thing is, you're not giving it negative three thousand stars. This is a this is a statement. This is it. Greg's making a statement. I'm making right a statement. I, Look, like, I am not four star Greg. I'm negative three thousand star Greg from now. <laughs> so that is my my take. But again, we'd love to hear what you guys think. Are, do you agree with Eric Holmes that this is an epic movie about love and longing and all that stuff, or do you agree with me? Where, where um, I would rather no. I I was gonna say I would rather I, see I, Ed know, again with Matt LeBlanc Greg, than see Greg, this movie, but not that bad. Well, yes, Greg. Is, Greg, it's not often that uh, you know, as Anderson said, your favorite movie was the last one you saw. So, <laughs> very good point. It, it's not often that you don't give a movie four stars, and yes. you didn't seem to like this one. So, you know, I'd say have at it. Hear this yeah. one up. Thank you so much. I I, I love I love this movie. That doesn't mean you have to, but yes. it, it's not often we get to hear Greg Sirsavasi just really get in there. And, Really get in there and do some stuff. I, so, I, sometimes I do get mean. You know, I'm, I just started getting my Academy screeners. I got my Academy screener today, guys, of a hashtag humble brag of Hustle from Netflix. It's the Adam Sandler basketball movie. So I'm going to actually put that on my DVD collection. And once I get my my uh, Academy screener for 3,000 Years of Longing, hopefully it's in a good size. I can actually use that as a really wonderful coaster for my for my drinks. So that'll be <laughs> that, my thoughts on 3,000 Years of Longing. Bruce, I can't wait till you watch this movie. Hopefully you will be on my side, the dark side, regarding this review of 3,000 Years of Longing. But let's get to Bruce right now because he has a movie that he's really excited about for September 2nd. And, you know, it's, it says it's uh, Peter Von, K- Von Kant. It's a remake of a movie and it has to deal with a great filmmaker and it's really over my head because Bruce is very artistic and, <laughs> and uh, creative. Tell us about Peter Von Kant and why are you excited to see this movie? Well, Peter Von Kant, uh, directed by Francois Ozone, which okay. I don't think I've seen anything about Ozone, but I know, do remember, I think Swimming Pool was a very famous yes, movie very that good. person made. Yeah. Um, but it's a remake of the 1972 film by Fassbender called the Bitter Tears of Petra von Kant. And this is Peter von Kant. And in that movie, um, the main character is a woman. This char- the main character is a man. Uh, in the original movie, is kind of seen as this very Euro art house, crazy intellectual or whatever. Um, also genre bending. And it was also very uh, early in... Um, uh, gay cinema or queer cinema. I'm not sure where it kind of falls in that category, but it's in that. Uh, and this looks like an update that is very stylish. It looks way 
a little more over the top than the original, but I think in a good way. Uh, everything I see about it makes it look very interesting and fun. Uh, some of the casting looks really great as well. Um, you've got Isabella Johnny in here, which we always love to see. Uh, you have uh, Hannah, and I don't know how to say her name, Hannah Shigula, who is in this as an older woman. And in the original, she was the young ingenue that was the uh, point of view of everyone's attraction in the original movie. Uh, I did you like the original movie? Sorry, you like the original movie? I did like movie. the original movie. The original movie is based on a play, and it's a filmed play, but it's extremely uh, eccentric. And even though it feels like a, a staged play, it's also its own weird animal. And this movie looks to be something of the kind, but in its own style. This looks to be a little more over the top, a little more... Um, I don't know what you want to say who this looks like, but, uh, it looks, it looks interesting to me. Uh, I don't, I think this is probably about 90% people's not cup of tea just from the look of it. <laughs> but for the people who might be in on this, I think this might be a real fun, a fun watch. Speaking of fun, I, I did something very interesting today, guys, as we, as you're speaking and, and as, uh, we're talking about 3000 years of longing, I just opened up an email, an email from a publicist. And it's a, it's a movie called Blind Ambition, and I'm going to pitch this to you guys, Eric and Bruce. This is a movie called Blind Ambition. It's a documentary. It received the 2021 Tribeca Film Festival Audience Award winner. So it's won an award, and here's a plot synopsis behind this document. You guys tell me if this interests you as to watch Blind Ambition. Quote, an unlikely team of Zimbabwean Refugees turned sommeliers shake up the international wine establishment when they compete in the World Wine Tasting Championships. Blind Ambition is an inspiring underdog story for the ages. What do you guys think? Wine Tasting Championships? Yeah. Wine like, Tasting. Zimbabwean. Taste wine the best? <laughs> or, yeah, is it, or is this a championship for the wine itself? No, they, they enter a wine World Wine Tasting Championships as they are refugees turned sommeliers. Zimbabwean. So... So they why is it called Cool Winings? That's <laughs> cool, <laughs> cool Winings. Very good. Right. Anyways, Blind Ambition, I'm going to request a screener who, that myself. You need to send one to Brian, too. I think Brian over yeah. at Film Vault might need oh, to see that movie. Oh, because is he a bald Brian? Is he a wine drinker as well, maybe? He's a swirler. He's a swirler. <laughs> He's a swirler. Okay, so that's that's my pick for this week. You know, I was my recommendation this week is a movie that comes out on Friday, September second. It's called Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. It's written and directed by Adama Ibo, and it stars Regina Hall, Sterling K. Brown, and Nicole Bihari. Nicole Bihari, by the way, you will hear. You can listen to this podcast feed. I have a quick interview with her for that movie, and it's a look. This is worth it if you're a fan of Regina Hall, Sterling K. Brown, and Nicole Bahari, who we all love from Breaking. She did such a great, great work as one of the tellers in that film. She's also very good in this movie, small role in this movie. She has a better role in Breaking. She's so fantastic in that one. But if you're a fan of Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown, here's a, here is a plot synopsis. In the aftermath of a huge scandal, Trinity Childs, the first lady of a prominent Southern Baptist megachurch, attempts to help her pastor husband, Lee Curtis, rebuild their congregation so trinity is played by regina hall and the the uh, pastor is played by sterling k brown they're both excellent actors and their their uh, acting chops is on display for honk for jesus save your soul if i have one complaint regarding this movie which i'm going to give three and a half stars as a solid recommend is i didn't really love the wrap-up 
but I love the powerhouse performances by Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown. It is a dramedy and it's really worth it. And again, after watching Breaking, it was great to see Nicole Bahari in another film. Really excited about her. I'm just excited to actually watch more Nic- uh, Nicole Bahari films because she actually recommended on for, for our Find Your Film and Cinematics Universe, she recommended to our listeners that they watch the Tarkovsky film Mirror, which I have not seen. Bruce, have you seen? I don't, I don't have never seen a tar- this Tarkovsky it's, movie. It's on my list. I haven't got to it yet, but I will probably watch it this year at some point. Okay, put it on the box. Why don't you put it in the box too as, as one of the things that, because, you know, we, we celebrities, we, and actors and filmmakers, when they, when they give some recommendations, you can put it in Bruce Perky's box. That's not a proverbial box. There's like, he has a real box that he shakes on the Find Your Film podcast. Again, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. My pick. Bruce's pick is Peter Von Conte. Yeah, he's shaking that box. Okay, Tiny Cinema. Tiny Cinema, cinema Eric Holmes. Se- September 2nd. Why did you want this? Why, why are you interested in this? It's in theaters not, on, on a September 2nd and on demand September 6th. So um, I looked up Tiny Cinema. It looks like it's directed by Tyler Kornack. And I was uh, watched the, the trailer. Good. The trailer, it looked incredibly fun. I think this is an anthology movie. And also, I believe Tiny Cinema, the Tyler Kornack, I believe he has a YouTube page okay. with a bunch of like uh, like extremely short shorts on there, like one, two minutes long. Uh, they got one of uh, Tooth Fairy where the kid wakes up, <laughs> the Tooth Fairy's trying to pull the kid's tooth out. And he's like, I got a quota of the meat kid. And the kid's like running. He's like, come on, I get, give me your tooth. Uh, they have one of a, uh, they have one of a, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, oh, geez, my brain sucks. Um, the what? pinata. Okay. So he's going to, he's, you know, it's adult pinata. So he's got his blindfold on. He's going to hit the pinata, but instead he just beats the hell out of everyone around him with the bat instead. <laughs> and then, and then he goes to the pinata. He's like, no one will tell us apart. <laughs> and so he's got a, He's got a very strange sense of humor. And then, so I watched the trailer for this and I was like, this, this looks like it could be pretty fun. It could be a big old turd. I don't think so. I'm I'm getting like uh, I don't I I haven't seen it, so I I, I guess I can't oversell it. But I'm getting like kind of uh, Psycho Gorman vibes from this, like that that kind of humor from this. So I'm I'm thinking this one's going to be pretty good. And the best the best thing that I can use to sell this movie, and I don't even know what I'm selling it. I haven't seen it. This movie could be a turd. I don't know. But it does currently have six point nine out of ten on IMDb. So okay, that, very, that very makes good. it look that, really good. Okay, so it's in so theaters. Tiny cinema, give it a shot. Who knows? We'll see. I, I requested a link for all three of us, so hopefully Tiny Cinema, we will report back if this movie is any good. Again, directed and co written by Tyler Kornack, who, like Eric was saying, might have a YouTube channel of his own. So who knows? All right, Tiny Cinema. All right, so now we are getting to September 9th. Bruce, what is your pick for September 9th as far as stuff for us to see? Uh, my pick is Saloon, uh, which I believe might be dropping on Shudder on that on the day before. Usually they drop them on Thursdays instead of Fridays. I could be wrong because we didn't see our normal links in there. Either way, uh, Saloon is by Jean-Luc Herboulot. Um, and it's basically, it takes place in 2003 in Senegal and there's three mercenaries and they're extracting a drug Lord out of Guinea Bissau. And then they end up with a whole bunch of gold. Uh, and they're trying to get out of the area. It looks like, and they have to get a plane fixed and it looks 
super stylish, super interesting. And I think there might even be strange supernatural elements. But whatever the case is, uh, I watched about, I don't know, maybe half of the trailer. And I was like, I'm sold. This looks like like a Tarantino-esque action flick coming out of Africa. And I don't think I've seen anything quite like that. And it looks just really stylish, really interesting, vibrant. Um, even the, the, one of the posters is like once upon a time in Africa, it says his little, little subtitle. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm down. This sounds interesting. I'm going to check this out. Okay. So that's Saloom and it's dropping on Shutter next week, the week of September 6th. Uh, you mentioned Tarantino. Those are big words and it looks like Shutter. They're doing a little push for it as well. So that's a very good sign as far as the prospects of, and there's usually a lot of really interesting stuff on Shutter as well. So we'll see. Well, all three of us will be watching Saloon next week and we'll, we'll report back whether it's good or not. Eric, what are your picks for September 9th? Uh, so I got one directed by Matthew Amalric and starring Vicky Creeps, Creeps, uh, the, from, uh, the Phantom Thread and Bergman's Island. Yes. And this one, this one, uh, the trailer looked like it might turn on my heart loud or make me cry like a little baby. Um, the IMDb score so far is 6.5 out of 10. So maybe not as going to be as good as tiny cinema, but we'll see. Uh, but it says a woman one day simply walks out on her family or does she? Um, this just seems like, uh, kind of, uh, I don't know. The trailer just seemed like this is going to be one that might make me uh, tear up a little bit. And I haven't, I haven't had a good cry in a while. So I'm, I'm ready for that. And I hope hold me tight is the movie that, uh, that'll do it um, for this month. Cause it's been a while. Well, we love Vicky creeps. Bruce and I both love Bergman Island. Eric did not, but I think Eric, you like Phantom Thread, right? You appreciate Phantom, yeah. Phantom Thread, yeah. You like Phantom yeah, Thread, yeah. I, I like Phantom Thread, and uh, it's one of those. Uh, I, I went and saw it with my sister, and we both really dug it. And then I saw it a couple times afterwards, and it just kind of gets a little better each time. Yes, Bruce, did you like Phantom Thread too? I did. I liked it a lot. Okay, almost as good as PJ's latest movie, Bruce. I liked it better. <laughs> hold me tight hold me tight that is the name of the movie it comes out september 9th in select the- september 6th in select theaters yeah. and it's been actually playing in certain festivals and whatnot here's a good thing that might support eric's it might turn on eric's heart light because here's the thing it was a selection at, at con as anderson like or con, however <laughs> however anderson likes to talk about it at, at the can i like to say can international film festival but it was nominated for best actress and best adapted screenplay at the oh, cesar well, awards there you so, go there you go. So who knows? And Vicky Creeps and Matthew Almerick, they're all very, very good actors. So really excited do, to see that. Uh, should we do September 13th as well? Or are we going to hold off on that? We, no, we're just doing the first two weeks, September 2nd and 9th. You have something for September th- Oh, September 13th? There's, I, I don't know. You've got Tusk 2. I don't know. Tusk 2 or Mall Rats. Let's not go back to the mall. Yeah. What, what do you got? What do you got for we, us? We, we got Clerks 3. Uh, and Clerks this 3. Is, uh, this is another Kevin Smith joint. And I know, I know people hate Kevin Smith. I, I like this. him. I, I don't mind him. You, yes, Bruce, you like I, him? Yeah. I, I, I think I think people like Kevin Smith. Like uh, like it, if he was hanging out, it's like oh, he seems like a nice guy. I like him, but I think as far as his movies, like people are hit and miss with him, I'm especially hit. lately. Mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. I think the only Kevin Smith movie I outright don't like is probably Yoga Hosers, but the rest of them I'm kind of digging. Mm-hmm. And this one, like even the even the last Jane Silent Bob, uh, yeah, I like it. It's fine. It's it fine, was, dude. It was silly. It was stupid, but you know, yeah, I it, dug it. 
Hey, you you got to know what to expect, but I'm 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 looking forward to creep uh, creeps. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Clerks Three, Vicky and, Creeps uh, Part Three, Vicky Creeps Part and, Three, and, and it looks like because the trailer makes it look like because uh, Randall has a heart attack mm-hmm. and then decides that he wants you know he gets a new lease on life, and it looks like he might be saying a couple things you know just kind of writing a script and making a movie based on his own his own. Um, uh, health scare that he had so we'll we'll, we'll see what happens as and also speaking of crying the the end of clerks 2 when they're in jail i don't know if you guys remember i do because i was crying like a baby at the end of that one where randall's looking at dante and it's like i love you and it's like oh god all the all the real friends and like every once in a while kevin smith has he he's able to uh sneak in some real heart in his movies that really get to me. And for the most part, I like his movies. And so I'm looking forward to it. I don't even know if it's Clerks Sorry, 3 going to be available on VOD. I'd like to see if it's going to be. Let me look it up to see if it's going to be on VOD. I, I think or... it, so I think it's, um, I think he's doing like he did with uh, a lot of his movies where he's kind of four walling it mm. or it'll be playing on um, playing in theaters for like the fathom events thing. Right. Yeah, like um, Friday where, nights where they'll or play something. Them, yeah, I'll play the movie and do like a Q&A afterwards or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Which which also, those are fun. I went and saw uh, it was Rob Zombie's 31. Not a great movie, but Richard Brake is great in 31. Like, it, as bad as 31 is, like, the the scene at the beginning and the scenes at the end with Richard Brake are great. But that anyway, that's neither here nor there. The uh, Fathom event they had for 31, it was, uh, they played the movie and then, after the credits rolled and Rob Zombie was doing like a, a Q and a of the movie. So that was kind of cool. And I think, I believe Kevin Smith did one for Tusk, mm. which, by the way, Tusk, anyone that didn't like Tusk can get the, you know, what up? <laughs> <laughs> I think Tusk is great. <laughs> okay. But, so Eric is a huge Kevin Smith fan. I, I enjoyed Kevin Smith as well. Bruce, where do you stand on Kevin Smith and his movies? I'm, I wanted to hit and miss people, but I, I always, he's one of those guys where I always, want to give his movies a try though like raw zombie i'll always give them a try and sometimes they hit and sometimes they don't so all right so that's rob zombie the monsters we got the, we, we got the monsters coming out soon monsters and that yeah. trailer was rough rough <laughs> yep. rough trailer for monsters okay clerks three out fa- via fathom events on september 13th or if you want you can catch it out on prime video the next day on i'm, I'm kidding no it's clerks three september 13th fathom events i love kevin smith I wish I I was actually going going out to see this. I don't like to go out. Are you going to be, be paying money to see this when it comes yes. out? Yes. Okay. Report back. Tell us if Clerks 3 is any good. I'm sure well, it will be. Well, I will report back and say that I liked it because I like all of the movies except for Yoga Hoser. So don't okay. listen to a thing I say. I don't. just know I'm I'm already in for Kevin Smith uh, 100%. So everyone else's taste may vary. Okay, speaking of taste may vary, I, I'm sure that Bruce and Eric, are you a fan of Ridley Scott movies? Like, for example, specifically, Gladiator. Do you like, or or like Mel Gibson's Braveheart? Are these the type of, Bruce, you're saying, eh, no? Eric, what about you? I'm kind of kind of hit on, actually, you know the weird thing about Gladiator? Uh, Nick Cave wrote a sequel to Gladiator 2, mm-hmm. and I read that script. That was really good. Oh, <laughs> if you can good. find that online, go find that and read that thing. That thing's Gladiator Two would have been awesome. I, but the first Gladiator, like it, it's fine. Um, 
but for the most part, I like Ridley Scott. Like he can make a if you got a good script, he'll make it good. He won't he won't ruin a good script, unlike well, Michael Bay. Well, Peter Yakel, oh thank you. Peter Yakel is the director and writer. Co-writer behind this new movie called Medieval. It hits theaters on September 9th. Ben Foster, an actor we can just say we all love. It's based on a true yeah. story, inspired by a true story. He is a mercenary leader named Jan Ziska. And his he is hired by Lord Borish, played by Michael Caine, to kidnap the daughter of – to kidnap Lady Catherine, played by Sophie Lowe. And he's kidnapping her, so he's preventing the rise to power of Lord Rosenberg. So there's a lot of the intricate – political stuff in here and you know just the changing of the throne all that stuff well uniting the kingdoms all that stuff but this is a epic scale adventure with ben foster as your lead and wow i i can't say anything about this this is embargoed until next week let's just say i will say this keep medieval on on your sites our buddy Peter beta from middle class film class he had some feelings about this movie as well let's just say i can't give you my review of this movie but please medieval in theater september 9th ben foster and if you love epic films this might be the movie to watch that weekend especially if you love movies like braveheart or or gladiator or stuff like that bruce you're not a big uh, what what yeah. what about epic movies like uh, Three Thousand Years of Longing? What yeah, Bruce, what what if you love that? What again? You're coming in. I I can't hear you with the with the audio, Eric. Uh, Bruce, your thoughts? I, I love Three Thousand Years of Longing. That's now negative six thousand stars for me on that rating. Bruce, your thoughts? Your thoughts on, on uh, why are you not a big fan of, of Braveheart or Gladiator? Gladiator? This genre not your for you or? Yeah, generally that genre is just not for me. It's kind of like action movies are generally not for me either like i I find them kind of tedious usually like the action doesn't excite me because it's like okay they're gonna all fight and then some people are gonna die (laughs) that's it you loved one shot with scott atkins didn't you i did that was good okay that so that was a what that was i mean there's exceptions to the rule for always (laughs) (laughs) for okay exceptions that prove the rule (laughs) (laughs) all right like i was not a fan of what was that movie last year with uh the bad Affleck. Um, the oh accountant? gosh, what? no Pay- payback. Last payback? year, last oh last year, year. oh Big the, Ridley the, Scott movie, the last night, the last House, duel, or, or the last, last duel, or yeah, yeah, the last duel. Not a fan. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Because no. of the genre, or just because actually the story execution. Sometimes a it, little of both. Okay, so you would not even recommend one third that. of the story was pretty good, but it didn't do what I thought it was doing. Overpraised, I, I, you think? I I Way was almost praise. with you. Um, I was watching the last duel with Steve uh, when he came out on DVD. We started watching yeah. it. It's like this movie. It, I almost cuss. This movie is not good. Thank you for not. And cussing. then the uh, uh, they do the three different stories. They they do the groupers thing. They, most people mm-hmm. would call it the Rashomon thing. I call it the groupers thing because that's a better movie. Let's be honest. But uh, they did uh, the, uh, what? Uh, did you just say something? Yes, Anderson I, Cowan. If you're listening to this, he just said that you you made a better film than Akira Kurosawa. This I, is, I would agree with that. This I mean, is, I didn't come on, now, seriously. Did, did Rashomon have you. finger traps? I don't think Rashomon had finger <laughs> no, traps. No. I don't remember that in any of the versions. Did Did uh, Rashomon have uh, Travis Stamber as Hank? I don't think it did. He was very good in, in nope. that. He was very very yeah. good in that. Yeah, uh, Akira Kurosawa didn't have uh, Travis Stamber in his movie. That means he's a hack. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's very very good Eric. but uh <laughs> but yeah the starting off with the last duel like 
the first third of that, I was like, oh, so I, I don't get what the big deal is. And then the, they did this, the, basically they did the same thing from a different perspective. And the third thing, I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. So, okay. So yeah. end up being a pretty cool film for that, you. That, that was a long way just to uh, throw a plug at groupers. You're welcome. Hey, Anderson. Yeah. Yes. Because I love you. You, you threw a plug uh, on on Anderson Count and you deplugged Akira Kurosawa, one of our luminaries, but I, <laughs> I forgive you for that. We're going to close our show with a final recommendation from Bruce Perky because Bruce Perky, as per usual, he does not – he doesn't hear, hear, talk, or better yet, he doesn't speak no evil about certain movies. <laughs> so what is this recommendation, Bruce? You've seen it, but you're going to skirt around the issue. What do you, what do you, yeah, what do you got for it's us? Officially, I think embargoed until the 6th. I think it has an uh, uh, like a few theater showings on the ninth, so officially it comes out on the ninth, but it actually drops for most people uh, the next week on Shutter. Uh, but this movie will be talked about. And uh, Speak No Evil is directed by Christian Taftrup. I'll give you the basic concept; just leave it at that. Other than to say one other little thing about it that should give you a flavor of what you're in for and whether you're not in for this. Um, basic concept is. You have a young family out, you know, a father, mother, and a daughter, and they're out uh, vacationing in Tuscany. And when they're out there, there's all kinds of people with them. They meet another family. They kind of hit it off. The family lives uh, about 600 miles from where they live at home. Uh, They really become friends. And after they return home, the other family sends them a, a little postcard and says, we'd love to have you out to our house and you can come stay with us for a week. And, and we had so much fun with you. Let's, let's spend some time together and, and rebond like we did. And that's kind of the setup for it. Um, and I will just say this, this movie, if there was a neighborhood where funny games occurred, this might be like a street over. <laughs> okay. Okay. So do not watch this movie unless you want to have a, an absolutely harrowing experience. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I think the thing I had said back to, I actually mentioned this to Peter beta in a private chat. I said, you might want to see if you can get a screener for this, if you don't already have it. And I said, um, it is bleak as, as you something. know what, as AF. Wow. Okay. Okay. Bleak is bleak. Man, you guys are going to get to watch this with me. Hey. <laughs> okay. So that is speak no evil. Again, this Bruce is embargoed for giving, for, and that's why he hasn't given his full reaction to, towards Speak No Evil, but I guess you can read between the lines if he's talking about it. Must mean must mean something good. Must mean something good. But again, you know, it's not... It, it, it sucks that you weren't able to review it because I have no idea if you like this or not. <laughs> yes. Hint, hint. So, all right. That's <laughs> but I'm going to say sorry. I'm sorry. If you watched it, I'm sorry. Don't, okay. don't be mad at me. I'm sorry. All right, guys, that is it for we're previewing the first couple of weeks of September 2nd and 9th and a couple of selections here on the week after during that week. of you know, we have that September 13th, September 15th, so a couple other recommendations, the clerks three one and of course, speak no evil. Until then, we will see you next time. Anderson will be back in a couple of weeks to wrap up the rest of the month. Eric, you wanted to say something. You're, ch- you're champing yes. and chomping at the yes. bit. Champing and chomping. Champing and chomping. Well, yes, sir. One last thing. The, the, I probably should have brought this up on Find Your Film, but I'll bring it up here. Um, there is Lose the Flower of Evil on Shudder. It is leaving Shudder after December. So if you want to watch the movie and you don't have it on uh, DVD or Blu-ray, which you should, because that movie's awesome, go check it out on Shudder while it exists. You got a couple months left, so just throwing that out there. Yes, love Lose the Flower of Evil. And again, 
the director Juan Diego Escobar Alzate, salt of the earth, mensch, really great guy. He actually um, created our logo for Find Your Film. And yeah. yeah, final thoughts from Cinematics from Bruce Berkey. Well, I would like to go out saying that you guys should all be marking this day down on your calendar because this is the day that Greg coined a brand new rating of a negative 3,000 star <laughs> banger. <laughs> That's good. We will see you next time here on Find Your Cinematics. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for all the patronage and patrons and all that stuff. Speak no evil. See ya.